This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And we're joined in studio today by our new reporter, Coda Babcock. Say hi. Hi. We got a lot on the show today. We got a couple roundtables. We're talking about the Rocky Mountain Showdown. We're talking about uh, the weather. We're talking about just lots of cool stuff. So stick around. This is your Rocky Mountain Review. So first on the agenda today, we're going to continue with a tradition we've had going for all three of our shows now. All three. It's a pretty fun tradition. It's my favorite tradition because I made it up. It's nationals. And no, we're not talking about national politics or anything like that. We're talking about what national day it is. What day is it today, Ren? Well, it's actually three national days today. Today, it is National Bowling League Day. That's awesome. I've it always is wanted to start awesome. a bowling league. <laughs> I've wanted to be on one. I don't think I wanted to start one. I'm not a good bowler by any means, but I enjoy it a lot. I do have to say I enjoy it too. Like, I don't need the bumpers anymore. <laughs> I, I definitely do need the bumpers. That's... How about you, Coda? How do you feel about bowling? Uh, so it's hit or miss for me. I either do really well or I like do exactly the same as I did when I was five and I'm like rolling it straight into the gutter. There's no in between. Yeah, I yeah. feel that. I go with my friends, and I feel like if I'm just like doing it for fun, I'm great. But the moment there's any kind of competition involved, it just kind of goes out the window. Like literally, the bowling ball goes out the window. <laughs> I feel like I'm only good I at owe them bowling. a lot of money, and it's a. Anyway, what's the next holiday? <laughs> well, actually, I had more to tell you about National Bowling League Day. Oh, really? Okay. Hit me with yeah. it. Ooh. So while this is named National Bowling League Day, the holiday is only observed in America for the United States Bowling League. Hmm. So it's a national holiday that celebrates an American holiday. Um, so an interesting fact about bowling, uh, it was primarily an outdoor sport until about 1840-ish. Bowling was called the game of nine pins, and it was popular with gamblers. To snuff out the gambling, the state of Connecticut banned the game in 1841. As a result, indoor lane o- owners added one pin to their alleys to circumvent the law. I was curious that it, it used to be nine pins, and now yeah. it's ten. <laughs> so, I might call it nine pins from now on just because that sounds really cool. Or maybe like sounds so much a, cooler than bowling. Sounds really like British. Nine pins. Nine come, pins. I'm a over. British rapper. My name is Nine Pins. <laughs> nine pins. Oh my gosh! If I ever do a DJ show, that's my name. We DJ found Nine it. Pins. DJ Nine Pins. Illegal 1800s gambling. Nice. But it's not just bowling day today. No, no, no. It is also Welsh Rarebit Day. And I thought this was Welsh Rabbit Day, but I was wrong. No, it is Welsh Rarebit, and I didn't know what a rare bit was prior to this but i'm glad i know now because it's going to be my favorite delicacy so according to the official national calendar website um in the 18th century welsh rarebit was served as a delicious supper tavern served it with ale while fondue might come to mind welsh rarebit more commonly uses a wheat bread and cheddar cheese a typical a typical european fondue would start with swiss cheese as with any dish there are variations of welsh rarebit some of the recipes call for cayenne pepper, mustard, Worcestershire sauce. I don't think I can ever <laughs> say that in my Worcestershire. life. Worcestershire. Or paprika. Yum. Top the cheese with a poached egg, and the dish becomes golden buck. 
Not duck. They really like to trick you with the names on this one. <laughs> Add bacon, and some may call it a Yorkshire buck. It also seems that humor goes well with Welsh rarebit, or it at least did back when humor was tossed around and forth across the pond. In any case, the creamy, cheesy, and toasty dish deserves a taste and a smile, too. I like how the National Calendar's website just assumes that Britain and the U.S. aren't friends anymore. I know. <laughs> They're like, it's like, well, when they used to have humor, and yeah. now all I've got is like snarky stuff about tea parties. and. Dang. No, I uh, that actually sounds really, it really does. tasty. Yeah, I want some cheese with bread and bacon and, and poached egg. That's, I mean, as far if you're a college student, that's like a gourmet meal. <laughs> yeah, Just there's meat and bread. cheese mm. and cheese. <laughs> but uh, that's that's not even the last holiday of the day. There's one today. more holiday today. Today is also National Another Look Unlimited Day. This holiday is purposely after Labor Day because the holiday is supposed to encourage people to participate in fall cleaning. So if things are piling around your house, dorm, or apartment, then this national holiday may remind you to take another look at the things around you and spruce up your living space. Uh, I love this because I just moved into my house a month ago and it's already a disaster. I know. Mine too. Not gonna yeah. lie. Uh, I think a nice little reminder that uh, clutter happens and... We should take care of it. I think uh, that's that's always a good thing. Um, so we're going to save our usual Tuesday sports segment for Thursday this week just because uh, there's going to be more content. But we did want to address something that I'm sure y'all are well aware happened this last weekend, which would be the Rocky Mountain Showdown. The last one at Broncos The last Stadium. one at Broncos Stadium. And uh, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, um, we, we did not win the Rocky Mountain Showdown, unfortunately. We were winning at some points. Uh, it was, I think for all of us, a very uh, emotionally invested game. And win or lose, we still love our Rams. They did a fantastic job. Um, and I, I just think it's always cool to see so many people out and supporting our school, especially when it's not in Fort Collins. Uh, you guys have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, no, it was... Um, I have to go to every game. I, I shouldn't say have to. I am at every game uh, for marching band, and I usually don't get very invested in the games just because I don't know a lot about football. Um, but this game I really got into. I think the Rams did a really, really good job, especially seeing that we are not in the same bracket at all with CU. Like, they they go up against some pretty hardcore opponents. We held our own, yeah. Yeah, we held our own, and I'm really excited because of that. For the season to come, I think they've switched around a lot of their players, and that's pretty promising for the season to come. Yeah, uh, I, I'm curious to see what happens next year, especially when we're on our own home turf. So we'll be back with more sports next week on Thursday with Dixon. But in the meantime, don't go anywhere because we've got a break coming up, and then after the break, we're going to get to know our new reporter, Coda, a little bit, Ooh. and Coda's going to have their first local newscast. So... Stick around right after the break. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth, and we're joined in studio with our brand new reporter, Coda Babcock. Hi, Coda. Hi. <laughs> so today on the show, we're going to be uh, getting to know Coda a little bit since uh, you just came in for your first show. And 
we need to get to know you. Our listeners need to get to know you. So we're just going to uh, shoot you a few softball questions, if that's all right with you. All right, cool. Awesome. So, Coda, really basic stuff. Uh, what's your year and your major? Uh, I'm a sophomore, and I'm a, a journalism major with a minor in the role of peace or the role of sustainability in peace and reconciliation. Oh, very cool. So yeah. that's a, a, wait, I got I have to ask about uh-huh. that. So wait, it's a very specific minor. Is that like okay. part of a department, or I'm just really curious. Um, I think that they're in the global environmental sustainability department, but I'm not really sure because I haven't like declared it. I'm about to. Gotcha. Um. I chose it because I was originally like going to be a philosophy major or, or philosophy minor, and then I switched into doing like more geology type stuff. Cool. And then liked both and wanted to combine them. So well, that's a Very that's a hard cool. thing to combine. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool that you found something that you could do it with. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you have like faculty who are working with you to put together this minor. Um, it's it's actually it's technically a, like a minor within the GES department I think it is. Gotcha. Um, but my advisor has been pretty cool about me switching around minors and finding what works, which is awesome. Right on, yeah, that is awesome. Uh, so, what do you like unique. about your major journalism? Um, I love journalism. Um, I like the options and the flexibility with it because you can get into a bunch of different careers with it. You can stick to broadcast or radio or print or you can just completely ditch journalism and go do communications with pr it just leaves a lot of options open Mm -hmm. fair enough all right here's one what's your favorite soup broccoli cheese why i think it's because it's cheesy you know because it's tasty cheesy and healthy have you ever dipped a pretzel in broccoli cheese soup i have not you should really try it it's great all right have you you ever dipped Oh, what is the day again? What's the national day? I have not had that before, no. Welsh rarebit into so good. <laughs> soup. It sounds so good. I would so try good. that. I would be really cheesy. Is it just cheese or does that actually have meat in it? Uh, it can think, have meat, but it's just yeah, cheese. It's just cheese it. and bread. I think the Welsh rarebit is just cheese and bread. I'm really into cheese and bread, so. Who isn't? Um, so what interested you? What made you interested in being a part of the Rocky Mountain Review? Um, I think that Don't I joined the Rocky Mountain Review. Well, the reason why I up- applied and then got in. Um, so I've always been really interested in radio journalism. Uh, I've been listening to like other shows in like the Denver metro area um, since I was like six years old, and I've always been interested. So it was kind of natural that when I like fa- when I got here that I wanted to end up doing that, and then. Ren is actually in another group that I'm part of and advertised it to me. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Uh, what's the other group? Uh, we're in Society of Professional Journalists together here oh, at wow. CSU. There's a whole society. Mm. We a do. a whole society. <laughs> we went to like New Mexico last semester. I didn't get to go to that, but I got to go to Baltimore yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Get to go it was pretty fun. I should, uh, I should look into that. Please. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you more information after this. Oh, of course. Um, so... But on a on a lighter subject, uh, what's your favorite animal slash your spirit animal? Ooh. Slash if you could be like be an animagus from Harry Potter, right. what would my, you be? My favorite animal is probably... Okay, so it's very specific. Okay. You know those rats that are just dragging an entire slice of pizza down the subway? <laughs> pizza rat. Yeah, I remember him. That's my favorite. <laughs> I think that that's going to be the one that I'm going with today. Is that your favorite animal or is that your okay. spirit animal? Why not both? Hmm. <laughs> it's a very intelligent rat. I like that. And a hungry one. A hungry one, one that's life focused, trying to trying to keep it together. Doesn't mind a little grease. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't mind a little grease? I I do. <laughs> <laughs> so since we are on a radio talk show, what's your favorite kind of music? Oh, 
Uh, probably 80s synth pop. Ooh. Oh, very specific. Do you like Super yeah. Tramp? Uh, I haven't listened to them. Um, I'm a oh, big New man. Order person. Okay, okay. cool, yeah. cool, cool stuff. Uh, you might like Super Tramp. Cool, it's, good to uh, know. very jazzy, but it's, it's also, like, very old school. I love jazzy. I played... I played like three different types of saxophone. Really? Yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing that for? Since like seventh grade. That's awesome. Yeah. You, you been in any bands or anything like that? You in a marching band or something? Uh, yeah, I was in marching band and concert band from middle school until like my second to last year of high school. Right on. Yeah. You, you didn't want to keep doing it though? Um, I thought about doing it at CSU. Um, the time commitment just wouldn't have allowed me to like do much else. Fair, so. fair. I, I know someone who's involved with marching band that keeps them very busy. <laughs> well, I want to ask the next question because I love this question. So if you were a type of clothing, what type of clothing would you be and why? I think that I would just be a really good pair of jeans because <laughs> I think I'm reliable. Aww. And so cute. Yeah. I think oh, that's, that's good. a great answer. <laughs> um, here's, here's one. Uh, keep it radio safe, but if you could get any uh, movie quote tattooed on your forehead, because you had to, like, you know, someone's like saying, like, you've got to, what would it be? Just you got to. <laughs> uh, this is hard. I have to, like, think of all of the movies that I've watched. Okay, d- does John Mulaney, like, comedy yes, specials yes. on Netflix? Yeah, 100%. Count? Um, so I think it's like, um, I'm very small. What is it? I'm trying to think. It's. Some, it's like he's talking about being a little kid. All the quotes I know by John Mulaney I, are not safe for the radio, so no, I No, this one... <laughs> no, it's like he's talking and he's like, I'm very small and I have no money, so you can imagine the type of stress I am under. Oh, <laughs> that would be it. That's the money clip one. Because I'm like very short. I look like I'm 12 years old. We're just... I, I dress like I'm 12 years old. It works. You can uh, check us out on the live stream on the website. Yeah. Ooh. See of- if she, they're right. Oh. Well, I was going to say, speaking of something else, speaking of short and looking small, apparently I look 12 too. Oh my. I went to Elage's and me and like three other <laughs> friends got on the ride and he's like, are you guys turning 12 or 18? <laughs> and we were like, like my friend has a beard. Like none of us look young. That happens to me so often. I was at TSA. They looked at me and they were like, so where's your parents? Oh God. <laughs> oh I was gosh. like, I'm 18. I am a legal adult. Yikes. Uh, I've never had that problem, but I think it's the beard. I never <laughs> had that problem. I never had it. And then, like, very recently, I've started having, like, my the entire time I was, like, 13 to, like, 16, everyone thought I was in my 20s. Oh, but then geez. after that, they were like, you're 12. I feel thanks. like that's, that's an, a problem in of itself. It is. Uh, listeners, have you ever been mistaken for the wrong age? You have a funny story. Uh, if you have one, text it to us at 970-491-5278, and we'll feature it on the show because we love sharing that kind of cool stuff. Once again, that's 970-491-5278. Tell us about how you got mistaken for the wrong age. But right now, we're going to have Coda give us some local news. All right. Take it away, Coda. Cool. So... Um... Again, I'm Coda Babcock. Uh, this is your local news for Tuesday, September here. Oh, September 3rd, 2019. Um, so this weekend, a man actually had to be airlifted out of Rocky Mountain National Park after sustaining an injury from taking a harsh fall on Hallett Peak. He was originally taken to Upper Beaver Meadows before being transferred to the St. Anthony Hospital in Lakewood, Colorado. He hasn't been publicly identified, and his current condition is unknown. According to a report made by the Colorado Colorado and regional executive editor Eric Larson. Um, the man was 63 years old and a climber from Boulder, Colorado. He had to be rescued by helicopter after his fall this Friday, and he took a 15 to 20 foot roped fall while climbing to the peak. 
through the Englishman's route. He was lowered to the ground by his climbing partner as well as two bystanders. The Associated Press also reported that the paramedics helped care for his wound for a few hours while waiting to get a helicopter while waiting for him to get a helicopter to safety. After being taken off the mountain by a Colorado National Guard helicopter, a Flight for Life helicopter transferred him to the St. Anthony Hospital in Lakewood. Then for our next story, uh, it was reported originally by Natalia Navarro at Colorado Public Radio. Uh, she reported that Colorado's air quality has actually increased pretty significantly la from last summer. The Front Range has had fewer ozone alert days this summer. Um, so this might be in part because Governor Jared Polis has actually added on to efforts to reduce pollution with a recent executive order advising the prioritization of climate crisis mitigation with the Air Quality Council. Unfortunately, though, Colorado still has a lot of room to improve because we still don't meet the Environmental Protection Agency's air quality guidelines. Um, again, the Front Range covers the Colorado Springs area, Fort Collins, Greeley, and the Denver-Boulder metro area. Um, last summer, we saw 53 ozone action alert days, and this summer, we've only experienced 30 alert days, according to Colorado Public Radio. Then for our next story, uh, police are currently investigating a motorcycle on sedan car crash that took place last Thursday. Slightly after noon, police received a call about a crash at the intersection of Shields and Hill Pond Road. A 2003 Red Pontiac Grand Prix was turning the corner onto South Shields when it collided with the 2014 Red Honda motorcycle. The motorcycle driver was transported to a nearby hospital with serious injuries, while the Pontiac driver was not injured. Fort Collins collision reconstruction and scene handling, also referred to as crash, was on the scene for the next three and a half hours, blocking off the street. Police are still trying to determine what factors caused the crash, and anyone who witnessed the accident or has information is encouraged to call Officer Ken Kolsky. Koski, if they'd like to report that information at 970-416-2229. Ah, Again, that's 970-416-2229. And then we also had Tour de Fat this weekend, a bicycle and costume-focused event by New Belgium. Um, it was on Saturday, August 31st in downtown Fort Collins. Almost 20,000 participants joined New Belgium Brewing Company this weekend. Um, and the, the focus was to bike to uh, Old Town in support of local bike nonprofits. In addition to the thousands of participants, around 200 people volunteered their time for the event. Many dressed in costumes to show their alter egos, including the pets of some participants. Tour de Fat is put on every year to celebrate environmental stewardship along with beer and bikes. While its primary purpose was to fundraise, it also prov provided great community outreach for nonprofits and allowed community members to get together and celebrate their love of biking with their neighbors. Tour de Fat this year included live music, a parade, and information for those interested in bike nonprofits. All right, and then for our last story, um, we had a reporter, Pat Ferrier, at the Colorado report that landlords in unincorporated regions of Larimer County will now have to pay a one-time $300 fee for allowing short-term leases to cover the cost of inspection. Larimer County commissioners have approved the implementation of this fee at a one-time building permit fee. It will apply exclusively to short-term rental properties in unincorporated Larimer County. Fort Collins, Loveland, and other cities and towns have actually made their own regulations to follow similar guidelines. For Estes Park, this decision is also specifically focused on online-focused uh, short-term rentals like those using Airbnb or VRBO. Um, Estes Park currently has the largest concentration of short-term rentals using these sites. One short-term rental compliance enforcement agency and monitoring agency 
um, estimates that unincorporated Larimer County has around 400 to 500 short-term rentals. And that's the news. Thank you so much, Coda. The news. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but after the break, stick around because we're going to have a roundtable discussion about Mike Johnston, uh, who was running for Senate. And after that, we're going to have campus news and some other fun stuff. So we'll be right back. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And we're joined in studio by our new reporter. Coda Babcock. Thanks for listening. So, we've got a bit of a discussion coming up because Mike Johnston, who was running for Senate, is no longer running for Senate. And um, it's kind of, a, kind of a surprise, actually. Have you, have you guys heard anything about this? Uh, I've heard a little bit. Um, I know that he gave it up to avoid there being a messy primary with uh, John Hickenlooper running. That's what I heard, too. So uh, I believe Cory Gardner is the incumbent, and he is a member of the Republican Party. Well, Johnston and Hickenlooper are both members of the Democratic Party. Um, and I believe, uh, like, statistically, defeating an incumbent is pretty tough. Yeah. So I believe that Johnston just didn't want to divide the Democratic fan base and unite them over Hickenlooper. But uh, that raises some real interesting questions, like, you know, who would who would actually be better? And, right. Uh, should we have candidates conceding to each other just to beat the opponent? Yeah, and Hickenlooper has served, um, he's served the maximum term for all of the offices he's been in, so I think he's been mayor and governor. For he might have been on the term, state yeah. legislator as well. I can't really remember. I don't think he was, because before he was mayor, he just owned that restaurant. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. But he's, I mean, he's had a, he's had a crazy career. You know, he was a geologist and then he was uh, a bartender and restaurant owner. Yeah. And then his wife like writes a lot of interesting books um, about different issues that he talks about in, during his election. Yeah. So. No, I mean, he's, he's been uh, a real Colorado first kind of guy, which is cool. He's never, uh, I mean, he, he did try to run for president, but he ran for president kind of on the platform of look how good I did with Colorado, <laughs> Right. which is, uh. A cool platform. What do you guys think? Do you guys think he would have been a good president? Uh, I don't know. Personally, I think that he's like, I don't think he would have harmed anything. But I don't know if he would have like done much either, in my personal opinion. Um, maybe it's just because I was a child for most of his, well, I was a teenager for most of his um, involvement in Colorado and in the Denver area. So I don't really remember much. But um, I think he would have like been fine, theoretically. Yeah, I agree. I don't really know too much about him, but I do think it is an interesting conundrum, this whole, like, Democrats, Democrats, sorry, uh, backing off so that there's a better chance of beating Republicans, especially with the 2020 elections coming up and how yeah. many Democratic Didn't we originally step are. in with, like, 20 candidates? Oh, yeah, there were, like, 25, and they're, like, half gone by now, too. Yeah, a bunch uh, of them dropped. Hickenlooper dropped, Bill de Blasio dropped, Kristen Gillibrand just dropped. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting. And now, it, I mean, who are the big names still left? What, uh, Bernie Joe Sanders. Biden, Bernie Sanders, naturally, uh, Elizabeth Warden, Warren, Kamala Harris, um, Cory Booker's still in the race, I think. I think he is. Um, can you think of anyone else? I know there's more. I know there was Michael Bennett, but I don't know if he dropped or not. Uh, I that's feel true. Like he's he a has. Colorado person. He's a Colorado person. I'd imagine if Hickenlooper dropped Bennett. No, Bennett did drop. Bennett dropped, okay. uh, 
couple months ago, I believe. Um, yeah, no, it definitely it seems to have narrowed down quite a bit. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, she's still in the race. Oh yeah, there's her. Um, but yeah, it is it is an interesting question of do you, do we think that the Democrats are really going to try and campaign on the uh, the issues or campaign on beating Donald Trump? Because right. I'm, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you know one's right versus the other, either one's right. But it's just interesting to see which. Oh, I remembered who else is there, there is. It's Buttigieg and oh, Castro. Oh, right. And uh, Beto O'Rourke. Oh, yeah. Beto's still there. Uh, I always found Beto O'Rourke to be a really interesting guy because he's never actually won an election, but he's running for president. His platforms and then, are also not super actually democratic, which is interesting about him. How do you mean? A lot of, mm, I don't know. A lot of people were saying, like, things that he supports aren't really necessarily democratic. Yeah. However, he classifies as a Democrat. That's true. I mean, he and he definitely wants to be seen as like a progressive type candidate. But honestly, I haven't heard much about him since it was like, oh, this guy could beat Ted Cruz. And... Yeah, that's all I heard about him, really. Um, there's also I don't know if Williamson's dropped out yet. And I know that Yang might still be in there. Oh, uh, Marianne Williamson, Andrew Yang are both still involved. Oh, right. I uh, personally, I think they're both so interesting. Uh, for those Williamson of you, is so strange. She is, but I, I, I kind of like, you know, she's just like, it, this should be about, about love, not fear. And it's like she doesn't have any actual, like, uh, she doesn't talk much about really concrete stuff, but her abstract ideas are really cool. I also, yeah, I think that it's interesting that, like, there's more, uh, I guess, people with less political expertise because she's a self-help writer. Yeah, she's a self-help writer. And Andrew Yang was a, a businessman, a business analyst, and mm-hmm. I, I think he's really interesting, too, because... Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm not here to to discuss any one candidate, but he does have a uh, uh, his platform is based on universal basic income and giving each American a thousand dollar freedom stipend, which is an interesting idea. Yeah, I think. I think it's interesting if you can study, not really study, but just if you can connect the amount of people who are running for president with a lack of political experience to our current president who. Also, also doesn't hasn't, have doesn't doesn't of... have a ton of political experience, but was kind of was kind of supported for that. It was kind of, that was right, a, yeah. a kind of a, a selling point of him on on his come up there. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether people still think that's a selling point or would rather someone with a, a little more background. Um, well, do, you, do you have something for us today, Max? Oh, you mean with uh, with news? Yeah, maybe with news. I might have some news. I might even have some campus news Ooh. if we're uh, done talking about Mr. Johnston. Um, so my name is Maximus Hunter, and this is your campus news for Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019. Uh, you're here listening to 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. So CSU is offering three new ways to get involved in the conversation about transportation around town. In order to stay one of the five nationwide universities certified platinum by the American League of Bicyclists, CSU is asking local cyclists if they'd like to take the 2019 survey. The American League of Bicyclists bases their awards on the results of this survey, so if you're an interested cyclist and like keeping our city in the standing that we're in, you can find and fill out the survey from a link at CSU's Source News. The survey will be available until October 1st, so you have plenty of time if you're interested. The Alternative Transport Advisory Fee Board, that's a mouthful, is now accepting student proposals. Proposals must be directed in towards bettering city transportation, meet designing benchmarks and specifications, and describe some kind of environmental benefit. If you're interested or you have a creative idea, you can learn how to apply and more on the Alternative Transport Advisory Fee Board, or ATAFB's, website on the CSU website. 
Uh, that one is pretty cool because that's a real chance for uh, students or anyone who has an idea to improve transportation in town to get their voice heard. And also, until September 30th, the cities of Fort Collins and Loveland will be partnering with CSU Campus to offer discounted electric cars to residents at local dealerships. This effort is spearheaded by an organization called Drive Electric Northern Colorado, or DENC. More information about the discounts can be found on the DENC website, but this will be going for the rest of the month. In a continuation of a story last week, the student hit by a car on campus has unfortunately passed away. Anthony T.J. Avery was a 19-year-old freshman stuck by a, struck by a vehicle on the first day of classes. We had previously reported his condition as unknown after CSU had erroneously reported Avery as dead. We now know, thanks to Sadie Swanson from the Coloradoan, that he sadly passed away on Friday. No arrests or charges have been made in regards to the collision, which police are ruling as an accident. If anyone has more information about the collision that they would like to report to police, uh, please get in contact with campus police. CSU has finally opened its western campus on uh, Orchard Mesa, Colorado. While the first ground was broken for the new campus last August, this Thursday, campus truly opened for the first time. Sorry, last Thursday, the Thursday of the previous week. Uh, the campus includes an office class space that reaches over 14,000 square feet, a nearly 8,000 square foot veterinary teaching hospital, and a 100-person classroom. Though the classes will be mostly focused in the agricultural realms, there will also be natural resources, veterinary education, and other types of classes offered. And in the future, CU's main campus is looking to share some resources with the Western campus. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be developing over the year, and that should be really cool. See what happens over there in Orchard Mesa. With your campus news, I've been Maximus Hunter, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. And with that, we're actually going to take a really quick break, but we will be back momentarily with another roundtable on a topic that uh, you may have you may have discussed before, which is uh, buying pets after seeing a movie. Yeah, buying pets for your kids after a popular kids movie comes out. It seems like it happens every time a popular kids movie about <laughs> animals comes out, but more on that later. For now, here's a break. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Watsworth. And we're joined in studio by... Coda Babcock. And this is your Rocky Mountain Review. So, uh, we got another discussion coming up. Uh, Ren, do you want to cue us into what's going on? Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit today about buying pets after a popular movie comes out. One of the leading stories on this is after... Finding Nemo came out, a lot of people were buying blue tangs um, and they didn't really know how to care for these pets. So they bought these uh, kind of exotic fish, really, for their children and then their kids didn't really know how to take care of them. And then well, They're not easy pets to take care yeah, they're of. Not easy. Didn't they also end up becoming invasive species because people would dump them into right. ponds and lakes? Yeah, because so. they, they got too big and everything like that. Um, and basically, what we're discussing with that is... Um, a lot of people are talking about how Black Panther has inspired some people to get black cats as pets and whether that's a good thing or if it's a bad thing. Or, or if it was, uh, we read something that said it might just be a little overblown. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, there there was some statistic, I think, that like a lot more black cats in the two months were bought in the two months after Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I mean, it may it may just be coincidence. No conclusive proof. Yeah. 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 What do you What do you think though? Is it okay to buy a buy a pet based on something you saw in a movie? Well, I think it's okay to get a pet anytime if you know how to take care of it. Yeah. And you're aware of the responsibilities. The issue, like I said, um, with this or with especially exotic pets, is that a lot of people don't know the time commitment it takes. The skills they need to possess in order to take care of these animals correctly and not saying that cats are like a hard animal to take care of but if you're only getting this cat um for the sole reason of your kid liked black panther that might not be the best decision yeah i agree um i think it's mainly an issue when people don't put in the time really because i know a lot of my friends like once you do you remember like the big boom in people loving cats and like internet mm-hmm. culture coming yeah. for that um a lot of my friends ended up getting animals um because their parents were like oh you'll take care of it because you really like it and then the animals ended up getting sick because they wouldn't clean the litter boxes oh, no. mm. like all sorts of issues like that so i think it's really about people thinking about do they have the time for this do right. they know anything about the animal the animal's diets what they can't eat um and, like, do they actually want an animal or do they want to pet something for, like, five right. minutes and walk away? Yeah, because there's petting zoos. Right. Uh, yeah, well, I do – I definitely experienced this as a child. Um, my uh, my mom would buy my sister, like, like a, like a hamster, like a fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. For, like, no reason besides, like, just to, like, make her happy. And uh, you, you do have to consider, you know, when you whenever you get a pet that, that that's a living thing, even if it's, right. you know, if, if, if it would fit in the palm of your hand. It's still a living thing. And uh, it's it's not only going to need to be fed and watered and cleaned, but it's also going to need some degree of, you know, attention and emotional care and, you know, relation from an owner to a pet. I think that's, you know, a really important thing. Um, yeah, it, and it worries me when I when I hear about people getting pets for any kind of reason besides, like, I wanted to make my family bigger. Right. Yeah, definitely. The other side of the issue, however, though, is a lot of the reason kids get pets is to learn responsibility um not saying that like animals are experimentation or anything but it's a great way to teach a kid responsibility kids have to learn how to take care of things you gotta walk fido three times a week or right so that's a reason the other reason that this is kind of a positive thing for people to be buying these black cats is there are a lot of statistics that people don't really like to buy black animals for some reason a lot of people think they're bad luck quote unquote or like especially black cats like black cats are notoriously known for being bad luck Um, and there's a lot there's been a lot of issues in shelters that the black cats don't get adopted and for a while they were only ever adopted around halloween and they're unfortunately used for sacrifices so yeah yeah and then a lot of like younger children well not younger children but like teenagers like 13 to 16 also would like do really cruel things to black cats near halloween well i know that uh in uh animal shelters uh cats have a a problem of adoptability compared to dogs where uh dogs tend to to move through animal shelters much faster than cats and cats also tend to come in at higher volumes than dogs so if this is really encouraging uh cat adoption that could really be a good thing. I mean, that's, you know, a, a kind of a crisis. I, I briefly worked at an animal shelter and kind of a crisis that a lot of animal shelters face nowadays is just a massive influx of animals right. and not nearly as much business. So if movies like these do actually promote people adopting shelter animals, that could be a really good thing. What I'm wondering is if the new Cats movie that's coming out based on the musical <laughs> uh. will inspire some more 
cat adoptions. Or just a bunch of really goofy costumes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, they're so bad. <laughs> Who's starring in that? It's someone really famous, like Margot Robbie, isn't it? No. I don't um, know. Oh, why can't I think of her name? Mariah, no. Whitney Houston? I'm pretty sure Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston is no longer alive. No, yeah, she's not alive. No, what's her name? I what is, what's she her been name. in? She hasn't been in anything. She's really famous for being a singer. Uh, huh. Adele? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, uh, okay. no. Well, this maybe. This is going to kill me. Tell you what, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but after the break, we will come back with uh, an actual answer Ooh. on who is in the Cats movie. I think that's something we all want to know. We will also come back with some weather and uh, a little teaser for what we're going to be up to next show on Thursday. So stick around. We will be right back. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wandsworth. And we're joined in studio by... Go to Babcock. And this is your Rocky Mountain Review. So uh, I would like to apologize real quick, dear listeners. I said something incorrect a little bit earlier. Michael Bennett is still actually in the 2020 race for president. Um, and so is Bill de Blasio, actually. Um, so my apologies. Uh, I'm actually going to, just because we were talking about it earlier, uh, give a quick list of who is still running for the Democratic nomination um, and there's actually some Republicans running, too. I'm going to mention them. So still in the running for the Democratic nomination, we have Michael Bennett, Joe Biden, Bill de Blasio, the uh, former mayor of New York City, Cory Booker, Steve Bullock, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Julian Castro, um, John Delaney, Tulsi Gabbard, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, Tim Ryan, Joe Stesak, Elizabeth Warren, there's a lot of people, Marianne Williamson, <laughs> Andrew Yang, Tom Steyer, and finally Bernie Sanders, who for some reason is at the bottom of this uh, list. Well, you also didn't read the Republicans. Well, and then we do have some Republicans who are actually running for presidents, uh, challenging our current incumbent president in a primary, which would be uh, Bill Weld Joe, and uh, former Congressman Joe Walsh. Um, so... Once again, sorry for the misinformation. Hope that clears things up. But we do have uh, some more good stuff. Mm -hmm. Ren figured out who that actress was. I did. So, I was thinking similar singing styles. So before everyone comes at me for <laughs> thinking Whitney Houston was still alive, um, it's actually going to be Jennifer Hudson in the new Cats movie, which is a little bit of a crazy choice just because she's playing Grizabella. Not to get too much into cat lore, but Grizabella is an old, haggard cat, and Jennifer Hudson, if I do say so myself, is a very, very beautiful woman. So kind of an interesting choice on the casting director's part, but that's okay. Hey, that you know, uh, I'm still I'm probably not, not gonna see the oh. movie. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it's just not my style. I don't understand why they didn't just do like special effects makeup. <laughs> Are they using like CGI? Well, yeah, they're using CGI, and it's kind of an interesting choice that too because of how like iconic the like makeup is. Yeah, and I feel like it could have like... been like so much less creepy. Right. <laughs> It's a little too uncanny valley right now. It's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the oh, live God. action. <laughs> Who remembers that? No. <laughs> I, watch it. I, I actually did, and you know what? 
I didn't like it. <laughs> I was going to say I loved it. Uh, no, that's I what I... I was about to be shocked. Uh, no. You know, I wanted to like it. I actually really wanted to like it. Um, next time, there will be another one. Give it a few years. There's there's something in the air right now. Whoa. 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 I, know. I can I, feel it. I can feel it. Do you feel it, Coda? Yeah. I'm Feels feeling like... a drum roll coming up. Yeah. Ooh. Dakota, that's something we do on this show, just so you know. Oh. I don't think we warned you. You did not. There, oh, I, need a, I drum I need rolled a, alone. I need that both of you so guys. Sad. I can't start the weather it. unless both of you guys drum roll. Ooh. It is time for the weather! <laughs> Today was in the high 70s. With lots of sun. It honestly, like, felt hotter than that. It's been really hot. This weekend, if you didn't notice, was really hot. It was, like, the hottest record September day ever. And we're just getting started with September, so that is nuts. But temperatures are cooling down from the high 90s that they were yesterday. Tomorrow is going to be even hotter, though, with Wednesday in the high 80s or low 90s. We've got some cloud coverage coming in, though, so it's going to suck up all that heat. But it's still probably going to be above 80, so uh, don't get too excited, folks. Thursday is going to be similar, uh, but Friday. Now, Friday is going to be a crazy day. You know what's so crazy about Friday? Well, you'll have to tune in and listen to Thursday's Rocky Mountain Review. If you want to know what's so crazy about Friday, because that's Thursday Topics. But uh, thank you very much for listening, dear listeners. Um, This has been our third show, and... We really love doing this. Uh, Once again, if uh, you would like to text us any thoughts or anything like that, even if it's after the show, we'll still see it. Our station number is 970-491-5278. Once again, that's 970-491-5278. If you have suggestions, thoughts, opinions, things you'd like us to look up, things you'd like us to talk about, uh, different ways you would like me to do my voice if you'd like me to do it real low or do it real high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can uh, just text us that, 970-491-5278. But unfortunately, I think we're coming to the end of our show today. <sighs> so sad. It is really sad. It's so lovely having everyone here and doing this. Uh, we're really lucky to have this Very opportunity. Um, and Coda, I want to thank you for coming on the show and being a part of this. Yeah, of course. Uh, I know it's your first time, but I hope you had a good time. It did. You did great. Thanks. Um, and we want to thank, of course, Damien Castile for our amazing theme music, as well as... Uh, it's playing right yeah, now. Yeah, it's the song you can hear. That's Damien. does a great job. Um, let's see. Julia Badalise, Hannah Copeland, uh, Zay, um, Pete... Emily and JD from last year. Yeah, we want to thank everybody. Everybody. We're just so thankful for everybody for letting us be on here and get this experience. It's Yeah, it's so the much. show. It's really it's really wonderful. I want to thank you, Ren, because you're always a lovely co-hostess. Aww, I want to thank you, Max, because you're also a lovely co-host. Thank you. Didn't call me a hostess this time. I know. Yes, I did. Time. You said you said it you, you were like I called you a host. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that is our show. If you stick around, we've got some great music coming up, you know. And we will be back on Thursday. So this is the Rocky Mountain Review signing off. I'm Max Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Coda Babcock. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs>